Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get your bows and arrows ready because Hawkeye is getting his own series. And that, Endgame Clips, so many Endgame Clips, and we are going to talk about that Thanos Ant-Man theory that we all know you want to hear more about on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Welcome. Can you can you hear me? Hello, welcome. Welcome. Alright, can you guys all hear me? <laughs> we hear you now. I can hear you. Alright. Somebody's messing with the microphones, and I think. It's Clint Barton, because he's too excited about what we're talking about today on Marvel Movie News. That's right. This is Marvel Movie News. Thank you for tuning in, Marvelites. We are coming to you live from Thanos' butt. Yeah. If you don't know why <laughs> that's funny be. and an insane thing, we are going to get into it. The internet has been a buzz for weeks about this 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 Ant-Man theory involving uh, Thanos' uh, rear end. Yes. And uh, I, wanted, I felt like it was finally time. We've got to address it on the show. But first, there's so much other news to talk about, including that new Hawkeye series. Two more Marvel series coming to Disney Plus <gasps> on the unscripted side? Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and a whole bunch more. Uh Let's dive in. Let's, but first, I'm gonna tell you who's on the show today. I'm Zach Wilson, the voice of Doom, corporealized. We've got Zia Anderson. I'm the most excited to talk about Thanos's butt. Is that weird? Yeah, just a little, <laughs> but also not surprising for anyone who knows it. Just dead silence. Yeah. Like no one knows how to respond to that. Mm. Uh, you know what we need? We you know what we haven't established for you guys because we also have <clears throat> Christian Blatt. Hey, that's me. I'm Christian Blatt, and this is what I want to pose uh, right here at the top to our listeners. Uh, I'm Doom. We have all like from from all the old cast. We got you know we got Doctor Strange. We got a, a Spidey. We got a, a we got a, a Captain Marvel, specifically the Monica Rambeau Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. You, you guys know what I'm talking about Marquia. Um but. We don't have characters that we've permanently attached to the personalities of these two over oh. here. And I don't want to do it. I want the fans I to do it. I think the fans should do it, but yeah. uh, my vote's for Jubilee right here next to me. Damn it, Christian. <laughs> don't put that in people's heads. But you're always wearing that yellow raincoat. Yeah, uh, I So love I yellow. pose that to yeah. you guys. Uh, let, let us know who, uh, who should be Doom's cohorts uh, on Marvel Movie News. Of course, we've got Colpado helping us out on social media from the Star Jammer. You can follow us on 
Twitter at Marvel News PTN. Also follow the Popcorn Talk. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate all of those fancy things that you know really do help us out. Uh, it sounds like we're just like, please give us a, an ego boost by reviewing the podcast. No, it really does help people find the show. Mm-hmm. It helps us keep the lights on in the studio. But that's all out of the way. Let's dive into the news. We're going to talk about the TV stuff, including Hawkeye, in a little bit. But let's talk about the new Endgame clip that came out this week. Did you guys watch it? Yes, and it's getting harder and harder for me to wait for the movie every time I see something like this. <laughs> Dang it, you guys. I, it's, it's getting close, and they keep it putting out more close. teasers. Um, and every time I see that they've posted one, my brain is like, no, don't watch it. Don't watch it. But then I know I have to talk about it, so I watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, but... So the new clip, in case you guys haven't watched it, I'm not going to, well, we'll talk about it. So, like, fair warning, like, we're going to talk about the scene. But the good news is all of the moments that they've been pulling from seem to have, it seems to still be from the same, like, series of moments. Like, mm-hmm. very clearly from the first act. Um, and all around that, like, the the. the beginning of the mission the launch of the mission mm-hmm. uh, we've seen a couple battle scenes this scene was it looks like it's just after captain marvel arrived it's the, the the basically what happens right up before the scene the moment where thor pulls stormbreaker it says i like this one I like this one <laughs> um it's a cool little scene uh it sort of is like it's what do you guys think of the team dynamic that we're seeing so far? I mean, I like I like that we're getting that we're kind of getting both. I like that we had um War Machine being like, Who who are you who are you? Who who are you? Why are where you here? been, lady? Yeah, yeah. like why I, have you I also like it's it's finally that moment where Rhodey's like, Oh hey, I'm not the new guy. Yeah, new girl, what are you doing? So uh, <laughs> I think I think he's like, Finally I get to yeah. I get to give somebody some hazing. But, uh, I mean, he raises a good point. It's true. It's like, wait, you just walked in. We've been fighting all this time. But I liked her response, though. Like, that was that was actually a perfect response. Well, there are other universes, and they don't have yeah. you guys, so... Yeah, there's tons of planets Hello. out there. Yeah. God, guys. The, the universe doesn't revolve around Earth. Literally, it doesn't revolve doesn't. around Earth. I don't know. Uh, in the Marvel universe, yeah, that's, that's debatable. Literally, <laughs> the comics have gone into how... Like central, like Earth is a a like focal point in the universe. <laughs> like I mean, it, there's a re- like because they have to explain why all of the major universe bending events happen at this no this like weird little planet in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the same like you know twenty yeah. block radius of Manhattan for yeah. the most part. Even yeah. Manhattan specifically <laughs> yeah. becomes like yeah. the nexus point between universes, just because like they needed a reason to explain why all of this stuff goes down in New York City. I mean, New York City. Is the city though, if you think about it, in the U.S. Like, what else do we have? L.A. It's not really a city. Um, I mean, I don't disagree. As a New Yorker, <laughs> a New Yorker I, don't I don't disagree with you. <laughs> However, I know that that's because I'm from New York. Yeah. I mean, but that's even coming from like where I come from, which is literally the middle of freaking nowhere in the Pacific. Like to me, it was always New York. Like that was the place. Like Look, that's the city. If you can save the universe there, you can save the universe anywhere. That's what? all I'm saying. What? New York yeah. City. <laughs> I need you to clip that out and tweet that because that's fantastic. <laughs> um, but so in this, it's like we got a little bit more of the the team dynamic uh, with Carol, and like, I do think it's interesting that Carol doesn't like seem to click with them at this moment. Like she does seem separate from everyone. Like everyone's yeah. like, "Who are you?" Like they don't trust her yet. Right? She would have just arrived there. I imagine this is probably the scene right after the. Where's Fury? Yeah, it, but it makes sense. Like if they've been working together for how many how many years now? Yeah, the Avengers they, have been a team yeah. for years. Even the ones who have like separated for a while. Mm-hmm. 
They yeah, all know each I, other. And I mean, she comes in, you know, all confident. They don't know her. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't have me before. And it's like, uh, okay, well, we didn't have Speedball either. And I don't think that's going to make a difference. <laughs> New girl. <laughs> New girl. Um, but so what do you guys think? And Chad, I'm also curious about your take on this. Like, because Carol is saying, uh, like, like when they're like, we're going to attack. They, what they say in this clip we're going to attack. We're taking the battle to Thanos. Like, we see a little, like, holographic projection of a planet. I imagine it's the farm planet. They've somehow tracked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they say, well, I don't think that's giving anything away. It's just he's used the stones again to do something. But now we yeah. know that they're, pl- we know what they're, the, roughly the plan is. And again, yeah. this is, like, first act, probably within the first 30 minutes of this right. three-hour movie. <laughs> um, but their plan is to get the Infinity Gauntlet back and undo it. They want, they're not, they, they do believe they can undo the snap if they get the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. And I keep thinking it has, it has to be a sneak mission. Because even with her, even with all of her powers and as powerful as she is. I don't think she's any match against the stones. If he could just literally snap her out of existence, do whatever he wants to her. Well, that's she can't thing. get to him fast enough. Her line, like, this time you'll have me, is like, yeah, she is definitely the most powerful, right. like, just on a pure, like, amount of power scale. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Carol Danvers is infinitely powerful. I wonder if there is a, I wonder if there's, and this is sort of the my theory with her, um, she may be, to a certain extent, immune from the Infinity Gauntlet because uh, her power came from an comes stone. from an Infinity Stone. Right, like her, oh. she is she is biologically connected to an Infinity Stone. So I have to think that it wouldn't. It, that's not to say that she would be in total totally immune, but she may be able to stop it more than anyone else just because of there's like a partnership that makes sense so it sort of it, it becomes like a like a parent that won't attack their child kind of thing right because she is of the stone so they can't yeah yeah or oh, it just physically okay. can't affect her <gasps> that'd be cool so or she gets snapped away in minute 35 in the movie and she's barely no <laughs> that'd be hilarious I would laugh she's so like, hard it's like oh yeah you are very powerful and now you're not goodbye <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link uh, yeah. um, cause like well so but it also it's the space stone so I wonder if like maybe it's just like the space stone can't affect her like he tries to teleport her and he can't but like the reality stone would be able to right for example uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if that if that happens. Well, let me just say in the chat, Goldman Vision is uh, thinking the same way I am. Ten bucks says that Carol's the first one to get killed. That would be so funny. They hype up the whole thing. She's the most powerful. Because she's she going to make a, different in the, a difference in the Avengers. And then, nope. Don't kill Carol. <laughs> I would be laughing so just hard. got her. Uh, anyway. Uh. But, uh, but uh, it, so that's also, we also got another teaser that was a little bit more of the scene walking up to like we, we what we've predicted to be a quantum realm like journey right. in, in the white suits the like fancy white suits yeah uh, which by the way uh, the the Russos were talking about a little bit about it they the choices to, to put them in those white costumes was partially just so that this movie felt different than every other movie before. Okay. Because not just like, oh, they're in different uniforms, but it's also the first time that they've ever matched as You're Avengers. Right. They've always had their individual yeah. costumes, just like the comics. Like every character comes dressed right. in their own sparkly outfit. Uh, but this is the first time that the on screen Avengers have ever worn matching. Outfits, costumes, armor, whatever. 
and that does visually just immediately separate. Like they've become much more of a team here than they ever were before. And I swear to God, if Cap doesn't say Avengers Assemble in this movie, we're going to talk about that at, I the, will at, cry. at, at the back of the show during, because uh, actually there's a Doom's uh, question corner question oh. that was sent in that I want to talk about that. All right, well, then I'm really going to hold my tongue. Um, but the, the part that uh, I think was, well, Cap does give a little speech here. Uh, and there's a cute moment with Rocket. Like I love that moment. Rocket's just like he's good at those. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. The psych up speeches. You know, it's a, it's a, Peter Quill's not great at them. No. Here, and they're standing in a circle. Here we are. And if we could, uh, Jill, if we could throw up this photo here, actually, because they all put their hands in, and so I, my brain immediately went to Guardians. Here we are. Nine jackasses standing in a circle. Because um, there are nine hands in that circle. And so here's the interesting thing. There's nine of them. Uh, Carol's not with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you count. So this is either pre-Carol showing up, or they've split off into separate parties. You've got Nebula there. You've got Widow there. You've got Clint there. You've got Scott there. You've got Cap. You've got Rocket. You've got Tony, who we see in this in this uh, trailer, and you've got uh, you've got uh, the, 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 the War Machine, um, Rhodey, and uh, you've got um, Rocket. Did I say Rocket? You said Rocket. I said Rocket. I said Rocket. We're missing one. Mm. Who did I mess up on? Bruce. Bruce. There Bruce. we go. Uh, who we also haven't seen here, actually. We haven't. So um, we don't know. But looking at these hands, they're all in gloves, so you can't yeah. really tell. But if there was a Hulk hand there, we so, would know. Well, <laughs> so this is the so yeah. We're but it, 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 this is this could be Marvel messing with. So there's nine hands here. Either Bruce or Carol aren't going. Who is it? <laughs> well, uh, say Bruce. Fury in the chat from Ryan Kerrigan says that, uh, and I assume it's a male Ryan. My apologies if not, but uh, he says, "Excuse me. I think Captain Marvel's power will be used to charge and further control the quantum realm, which would keep her busy, but she won't actually be in the battle. So." Uh, hmm. So that you know, some way powering their their ship or you know keeping tabs on them, something like that. Where interesting, yeah. So okay. uh, you know, it's the only character where you could imagine something like that because you're not going to have a Hank Pym or anyone even remotely smart enough. To, you know, you have your Banner. But he hasn't actually taken the trip before. So but the, but even though but, Scott's gone, he doesn't actually know how to do it. But Banner and Tony, for that matter, no, yeah. we know for sure that Tony is in this scene. I, I think they could easily take whatever Scott's got. Yeah. And I'm sure that they could access Pim's notes. And Scott's also not an idiot. He's a he's a skilled he's, a, he's, he's a good, an engineer. He's a good thief. No, but he but Scott yeah. Lang, like, he may not be a a true like scientist yeah. in that way he's not a theoretical physicist by right. means but he is an electrical engineer That's with true. extreme capability like extremely good capabilities like yeah, you see it crafty. in the first ant-man he's not yeah. just crafty but he knows how things work and so working with hank and janet uh and hope i'm sure that he picked up enough to be able to communicate the ideas of the quantum realm to tony and bruce who could right. extrapolate that he and- could at the very least yeah give them the basics so they Plus have he got out he, he he probably just drives the van over. So they've <laughs> I hope got so. like the point is they have the tech that they, and the, the tech and the knowledge they need with this team yeah. to pull it off. But I'm really I'm just, uh, I'm I'm glad that we're not going any further than we seem to have. We have two weeks, you guys. Two, two. weeks. Two 
weeks. I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Too much hype. <laughs> it's not going to live up to it. You guys tell me how it was. Yeah, sure. It's fine. I'll take your ticket. I'll go, I'll go see Hellboy again. <laughs> again? Well, by uh, that point, it'll be again. Uh, right. So, we got those clips. Um, as far as, like, moving on from the Endgame clips, because we could talk about these forever, because I'm so excited for Endgame. Uh, Kevin Feige talking about a little bit, a little bit about the post-Endgame Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just a five-year plan. That's has all we a, get. He said that he has a five-year plan yeah. mm. in place already. Um, I imagine he honestly has like a rough like twenty-year plan. <laughs> yeah, so he said as much like a few years ago. He was like, "I have like twenty years mapped out," but it all it all adjusts. Like, I mean, look, he they announced the Inhumans, and then like, <laughs> <ooh>. um, <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, but like stuff, things change. Like right. things adjust. Um, no, but, he, it's, but and at some point they'll be able to have the FF and the X Men. So well, that's, that's not something that he could have planned for. Right. But, well, here's well, this is part of the statement that he that okay. made this week. Was he was talking, he? They have a five year plan, and and what he said is that it it does not currently involve anything with X Men or the Fantastic Four. Sorry, Christian. Um, yeah. Current, like, well, here's the thing: all of that changes. Yeah. One, Feige lies. True. Uh, True. Serpent Society. Well, that was like five minutes of lying. Hey, that's a, that's a, that that still um, counts as a lie. But I mean, so but it makes sense. He's only been able to legally play with those characters for a couple weeks at this point. The Russos also were very definitive this week, and like, there's no X Men or Fantastic Four stuff in this movie. My conspiracy theory still stands. Yeah, until the movie's over and the lights come on, uh, I'm with you that there could still be something. Um, I'll still but, be waiting around for like ten minutes after that. Be like, I don't. There could be something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think that we. Like I, I do think this five year plan might it, it will end up adjusting for some X Men mm-hmm. or FF properties. If if nothing else, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah um, I think we can expect a Deadpool movie within the next two or three years. Like there's going to be an adjustment period. As I'm sure that they're working on stuff in the background, but Disney has to adjust their plans, their release schedules, and all that. Like, because right. this is the other this this is the unfortunate negative thing of Disney owning all these properties is Disney's not not going to want to counter program themselves. You're not going to see like the way we've had Deadpool come out two or three weeks ahead of an Avengers movie. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just not going to happen because Disney is not going to want to be taking their own money away by putting having two superhero two Marvel movies in the theaters, like really in the theaters. At the same time, they're yeah. going to want to spread them out more. Even though I think it's a slightly different audience with that. I mean... It is and it isn't. Like, yeah. your, your key demographic is still the same. True. So, it, they're going to end up spreading them out more. Now, in a year like this, that they're, like Spider-Man comes out in July. Um, uh, by the way, Kevin Feige also said he's not going to tell us anything about this five-year plan until after Spider-Man mm-hmm. comes out. So, we have to wait until... Um, I think he did also say they're going. They're planning to be at San Diego Comic Con this year. He did say that, yeah, yeah. So, and he said even that's giving away too much. And which, I was like, what? I was like, how is that giving really away giving too much? much? No. that you have movies to announce. <laughs> like we all kind of figured. Like even if we didn't know what those movies were, we sort of know that you're not going to shut down the most like financially successful franchise in cinematic history. 
which is true, uh, depending on how you define franchise. Well, yeah. I, well I, I think it's even more than James Bond at this point. I think they have more movies, and all of those weren't successes. Wow. Not so. more movies, because James Bond has like 27. Does I it? thought the 23 is the next one, but I might is be it wrong. 23? I might be wrong. Oh, that might, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, because it's untitled so, James Bond 23. So with Endgame, oh, you right. have the same number of movies, and they didn't make this. Even if you adjust for inflation... You know, the man with the golden gun didn't make the kind of money that uh, Thor Ragnarok did. Yeah, it's interesting. I I personally think it's it's misleading to cut to characterize the MCU as a franchise. Yeah, like I would say, Captain true. America is a franchise, and you could argue that like of the Avengers movies are included in his franchise. That's but right. I don't think. But I think it's too wide because otherwise it's like you should be combining all of the DC movies. Yes, they're not connected like story wise, but also. People are, aren't seeing them the same way. Anyway, this is all <laughs> irrelevant. Um, but so uh, I'm curious to, if you guys are like, what are you expecting to see from this five year plan that I imagine he's going to reveal probably in San Diego? I mean, I'm assuming the Eternals is going to be on there, even though they're saying that's that's all just speculation. I I'm guessing that that's going to be a part of it. Yeah, the, well, the Eternals, and we have some casting news with Eternals. I'll just mm-hmm. drop it. I'll just bring it up now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the rumor. Is and this is all just rumor. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani is supposedly in talks to join the Eternals. So cute. Uh, stand-up comedian. Um, he uh, he was on Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley. Yeah, he, really he, funny. He's in the premiere of the new uh, CBS All Access Twilight Zone, which he was great in. So uh, oh. he's he's uh, keeping very busy right now. Yeah, he's a he's a fantastic actor. I really loved and like he also. Uh, co-wrote this with I believe his wife his wife yeah uh, the big sick yeah uh, he's a fantastic actor he's also hysterical he's so, funny so what is the tone of this movie I, I want to know <laughs> I'm so curious now because you're I mean it's the Marvel tone but if, if all these rumors are true you're going to have the Eternals with Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. and Kumail Nanjiani yeah what is that combination of people? I know that I would never expect to see together. It makes me more excited for the movie because I really don't know what to expect. Well, that's I think what they're hoping for by yeah. by even doing an Eternals movie is they much like the way that we did Guardians is they the audience was able to go in completely fresh yeah. because like we all have our our beliefs on like we know what we're gonna see if we go see a Spider Man movie like we may not know the specifics of the plot or like exactly what villain they're gonna do the whole time or twists and turns and stuff but we know what we're getting from a Spider Man movie when people went to see Guardians of the Galaxy they were they went in going what is this and they had no but they had no expectations as well right. so the audience could they could be surprised by getting emotionally connected to a talking tree that can only say three words mm-hmm. like that is the kind of thing that you get when you pick characters that people aren't familiar with so right. the eternals where who, one they're not beholden to anyone's like strongly loved canon because the eternals just doesn't have that same connection to people that like the like the way that it has on the captain america has on tons and millions of people no one's going to be like a few tiny little nerds on the internet might be like there's not the eternals that i love <laughs> but most people are just going to be like this is cool what the hell is this and you can go back and read the old versions if well, you want yeah i feel like that's a lot of the times what happens somebody watches it and then they go back and read it and that's always much less disappointing than when you read something and then watch an iteration of it like i would way rather watch something first than read it later yeah just because then you're not disappointed so as far as like 
who Kamel Najiani could play in the Eternals, I have no idea. There was speculation that he might play the first uh, openly gay superhero, but I think they're also looking for an actual, like an openly gay actor to play that, to fill that role, so that's just speculation. But I would be, you know, open to that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, uh, uh, that's an interesting debate that we could have that we don't have time for, (laughs) of like... (laughs) Like sexual orient is sexual orientation something that you want to cast in line with the actor? I mean, I'll just give my very short two cents on that. No, I think that as an actor, you're playing pretend to begin with. So why are we splitting hairs when it comes to that? I think that Hillary Swank did a fantastic job in Boys Don't Cry, and I think it can be done. It, yeah, it does. I, not I, saying I, that, just, I agree. Yeah, you can pick, um, pick the right person. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. And like that could be I mean Eternals has been the when they when they've said and like people have continued to say that there is a a homosexual character mm-hmm. of one of like one form or another. We don't know man, we don't know woman, like what they're we don't know non binary, who knows? Right. The, the but somebody uh is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in some form. The Eternal seems the most easy way to do it because you don't have those expectations. Right. Um so you could have a lead character who is gay. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's Kamal playing him, great. Let's see can, what he does. I can see it already. <laughs> um, but as far as which of the Eternals, like, any number of options. Right, and there's also the notion that it could just be some, you know, invented character who's sort of like our way into the world of the Eternals. You know, he could just be some human guy who happens in there and, you know, he's, he, he gives us that perspective. He could be like the Coulson of the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that, like, if he's a central character, but I think, like, if they're gonna do that, he'll find, he'll wind up being, like, a, uh, an Eternal. Like, it'll be a reveal towards the end. Right. Um, like, I don't think that they would bring him in, I don't know, he could also, we also don't know that he's necessarily a hero. True. Uh, as for the uh, the big picture of the five-year plan that we were talking about, I mean, there's some obvious stuff in there, you know, like your Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, you know, and like when we might get those. And, you know, Guardians 3 is officially happening just later than uh, anyone expected. So I think that there's going to be a few things that get filled out, you know, on, on some big grid that it gets revealed on, like a tic-tac-toe board. And then you're going to know what most of them are. But I think there'll be some real surprises. Yeah. You know, something that none of us had any idea was going to be a movie. Yeah. You know what? I just pulled up a list of characters in the, that I was, like, scrolling through. Yeah. Like, who could he be in this list of Eternals? Makari could be an interesting one. He's, like, a speedster. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, so, I don't, like, he's, he, speedsters are always, like, fun. They, like, just like the flash, like just being that fast gives you opportunity to be, there's something about speedsters that I think just lends itself to being funny. Yeah. Quicksilver. Like Quicksilver's funny. Like just because you can like, it's so easy to play practical jokes if you can run that fast (laughs) and you're, you're moving faster. So like, that's just funny in its own right. Yeah. Uh, so Makari could be, could be a good one. He's sort of like the, like, um, is it not Heracles? That's Hercules. Uh, Mercury. Uh, of like, is it Mercury the with the winged feet? Oh my Shoes. god! Um, that's not, uh, no, ah, that's the not, Roman equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, Iris and Hermes. Hermes. Thank you, uh, Hermes. Hermes. You got it. I, I got like, there. I know what this is. I got is there. Um, so you sort of like the Hermes of this team because they're all like semi based in like Greek gods mm-hmm. and like who you might even this might even be a way. I don't actually love this if they just if this is how you introduce 
Hercules. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Hercules would be a perfect opportunity to bring a bisexual character into the Marvel Universe, and he is comic book established as bisexual. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, If Hercules is leading, is is like character-wise leading the Eternals movie... That could be really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would be a part for Kumail Nanjiani. No. <laughs> Unless but... <laughs> he's going to get real swole real fast. Like real swole, though. <laughs> um, but I could see him slimming down to be a speedster. Yeah, yeah. I could just certainly see that. Yeah. Um, but now, I, oh, now I'm too excited about the idea of Hercules being at the... <laughs> I'm telling you, Zach, they need to hire you. Like, yeah. I don't understand why Disney hasn't yet to, like, write... Look, the show's been out there for a while, guys. Let's yeah. get it My together. My DMs are open. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, they have a great team on the Eternals, but there's lots of other stuff I could do. Disney, I'm, I'm <laughs> my wallet and my DMs are open. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's the Eternals news. Uh, as far as what else is coming on that five year plan, hard to say. Uh, probably at least one more Spider Man movie inside those five years yeah. after Far From Home. Uh, we are, which I feel like we've talked about this and i don't know who had originally came up with this idea because i can't take full credit for i can't take credit for it at all but i will repeat it to you guys if the third spider-man movie using the home thing is home for christmas and it's a christmas movie see i was already thinking i was already thinking home on the range and it's like a western but i like your idea or whoever's idea you're sharing (laughs) whether you decide the other part of that is is peter parker jewish depends on the universe you're looking at I don't know that uh, 616 Peter Parker has ever been established as... Uh, Have as not. A, yeah. However, uh, sorry, random aside no, that I just is, love. this is important, though. They did establish, or at least like vaguely hint at, that um, Peter B. Parker in okay. Spider-Verse yeah. is Jewish. Wow. Because uh, they... But, but the Peter Parker from Miles' universe does yes. not appear to be Jewish. So uh, that's Chris Pine Chris versus Pine's, Jake Johnson. Right. Yeah. yeah. So because, Jake and it's Jewish. purely in those quick little montages. Yeah. You see a very traditional wedding for Chris Pine, uh, Chris Pine Spider-Man yeah. to Mary Jane. But when they do the Peter B. Parker spider uh, like quick montage and he says i'm getting married uh, i married i married her it shows him stepping on a glass i do remember that now that oh. you said which is a jewish yeah. tradition yeah, and it's just a jewish tradition nobody else i mean like i have friends who come from like mixed families who don't have jewish weddings but they do it because they're partially jewish yeah. but it's very jewish to stomp on a glass at yeah. your wedding and he did it so peter b parker is Jewish. All right, wow, fair enough. Okay. That right. one is canon. So then it would be home for the holidays. Home for the holidays yeah. could work. Yeah. Home for the holidays could work. Um, Do both and, Hanukkah and Christmas. And, yeah. and we finally get a Hanukkah movie that's not weird and by Adam Sandler. What? I love that movie. I watch it every year. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, uh, Z- really quick, Zeno Hour chimes in. Spider-Man, homesick. <laughs> Oh, nice! Yeah, because he's still on that planet, and, and far from home is and, all in his brain. And Mark Ooh. Lamb has uh, Spider-Man: Home Alone, which uh, I would watch that movie every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, uh, one more thing on the movie side, and then we're going to talk about that fun, 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 fun Hawkeye news. Um, real quick, what uh, uh, one thing that they that the Russos talked about this week is they've said that Stanley, that Endgame has Stanley's last cameo, and I'm quoting here committed to film wow um oh boy what does that mean well that's what i thought they, their choice of words was really interesting yeah, they said that is, they, kept, yeah. they didn't say it's his last cameo it's his final because I, I 
like the timeline would have like in terms of when he passed away makes sense that he would have already shot the one from far from home yeah, yeah. so the way that they said it made it, makes it sound like it was his fight like it was the one last one he filmed but he like it's not the last one we'll see yeah, and they've often done his cameos kind of grouped together. Yeah. They do like three or four, you know, not on the same day, obviously. But uh, so it would stand a reason that they knew how he'd be included in, in these films. But maybe, yeah, maybe the uh, Endgame cameo was the last one he actually filmed. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so. It's hard to imagine a Marvel movie without him in it. Well, I mean, he'll, I think we've talked about it, he'll always be in it. They'll just figure out, you know, like how we've seen in the TV series where there's, there's like street art graffiti that's like a mural of Stan on the side of a wall yeah. and stuff. So it's still very different, though, than yeah. having him actually have a speaking role. It's true. Strange. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what that is. They, they did say they spent like months picking it out, which, which one they're debating how they were, gonna, which one, which thing they're going to do with him. Wow. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's get into it. It's Marvel TV time! Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. All right. You asked for it. For years you've asked for it. Uh, Jeremy Renner has even said in the past that he'd be willing to do it. And now it's really coming. Hawkeye is getting... A miniseries on Disney Plus. And not just that, if the rumors from the Hollywood Reporter are to be believed, we're not just getting a Clint Barton Hawkeye miniseries. We are gonna get a Clint Barton Kate Bishop Hawkeye series. Basically, it sounds like they're gonna be adapting the Matt Fraction comics where two thousand five? Did that come out? I don't remember exactly when. Um, 2012, according 2012. to the same Hollywood Reporter. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, that may have been, Kate Bishop was introduced before she was in a series. Okay, with got Clint. it. So you may be thinking of like when she was first introduced. Yeah. But but they're specifically there, the series that they were in together, where you did have Clint Barton teaming up with Kate Bishop and training her to mm-hmm. be the new Hawkeye. I could totally see this as a series. It'd be a great mm-hmm. little eight-episode arc that you could do, and then you send her off into whatever you want to do next. Yeah. And either either Clint retires or who knows. But are, how, are you guys excited? Oh, yeah. No, that's going to be really cool. And I love those like teacher-protege storylines. Those are always really fun. Yeah. They're always really heartwarming. I'm always like, aw. Yeah, uh, one of my uh, favorite Marvel miniseries is the uh, Kitty Pride and Wolverine miniseries, where at the end of it, Kitty's a ninja. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think, yeah. look, I love Jeremy Renner as uh, Hawkeye. Uh, obviously, he hasn't had nearly enough to do in any of the movies he's in, especially Agreed. the first Avengers. And I, he was never going to get a movie, let's just be honest. So the fact that he would be in this miniseries, I think, is great. Because it's it's also, you're going to get a better, more developed story by it being a miniseries, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a perfect fit for this character who, uh, you know, is always a character I really liked in the Avengers comics. So, uh, yeah, I'd really, I think it's great to, you know, put him at the forefront like this. Yeah, I mean, this is it, it's really interesting. Obviously, there's a certain implication with this that Hawkeye, they haven't said when it falls in, in timeline, it does sort of imply that Hawkeye is going to make it through Endgame if this series is going to be there. But it all, but we also like you can also argue the same thing about Vision and Scarlet Witch yeah. and and 
anyone else that has a series coming up. Um, like if Winter Soldier and and Sam are getting, uh, if Falcon and Winter Soldier are getting a series, mm-hmm. or if they are going to do the Captain's America that right. I really want them to call it, uh, both of those guys have to come from somewhere. <laughs> you can't just do a show where they point it at a dust broom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, the assumption is that the Loki series would be set somewhere in the past, but uh, at the end of the movie, uh, at the end of Endgame, who knows where Loki is? I still yeah. think it's a young Loki series, yeah. and he comes, and it's it, you start it out with, with uh, Tom Hiddleston, and then you bring a, a, a 12-year-old Loki or 13-year-old Loki to life, and yeah. you run from there. Yeah, that, oh man, I don't know how I feel about that. It's a, it's a, it would be a completely different take than anyone is expecting, yeah. but I think it could be really cool. Um, and you could play them up against the Enchantress. I mean, the important thing that they're doing with these series is that they're making sure right away you know that it's a Hawkeye series with Jeremy Renner. It, it, you know, it's a it's a Vision of Scarlet Witch with Elizabeth Olsen mm-hmm. and Paul Bettany, etc. Because we we've all seen TV series adapted from movies, and you know, there's maybe one or no people from the original cast, and it just never it never works. So to do this and to make sure that we know, like, look, these are real, okay? That you know, uh, I think it it. it makes it a lot easier to get excited about it you know if there was going to be some other actor playing hawkeye we'd be like well it could be good but uh, we don't really know what we're going to get right and with this you know what kind of acting chops or you know level that they're going to be at and you can be excited for that because just bad acting just ruins good stories yeah (sighs) um so as far as the hawkeye series goes i'm really excited to see kate bishop like like how clint meets her um maybe it's just something where he I mean, it's it's a Batman and Robin type of story where he's going to stumble upon a young protege who has like the same skill set. Maybe it's archery competition. Uh, I hope they don't try to bend it to so that uh, she's his daughter or anything like that. that. Would I don't be think they would weird. because it. Uh, well, I understand the the I would understand the impulse to do it because there is a certain like oh he's training the next generation and his. And if like we have that one shot where he's showing his daughter how to shoot in the in the yeah. trailers where he's mm-hmm. showing his daughter how to shoot a bow and arrow, um, but you it could be a different connection like maybe Kate Bishop is a survivor of the of the Red Room or something like that. Like I'm totally fine like bending sort of her introductions and stuff mm-hmm. to as long as they stay true to that character, but bending like how she gets introduced into Clint's world. How old is she roughly when she gets together with him? I want to say she's a teenager. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure the, her exact age. Like, I mean, ages in the Marvel Universe are a little bendy. Yeah. Um, but she's a member of the Young Avengers. Okay. So she's, I believe, in her teens. Um, but so, like, I, I think that could be a cool thing, and it could just be... I, I, that's what I'm interested to see. I, what I would... What I would love to see is they take a little bit from the Old Man Logan storyline, and it's like, what if this is a blind Clint Barton? Oh, Yeah. Whoa. Um, where he's just like a blind archer who's still like got it to a large extent. That'd be awesome. But so he starts <laughs> training a new teacher. And he sort of Mr. Miyagi's it. I like oh my it. God. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. What if this is just the karate kid, but with archers in well, the Well, then it's going to be one of the greatest yeah, series I've ever seen. It's kind of what, it, yeah. what their story is. All right, that's what I want this to be. I want it to be the Karate Kid, <laughs> but with Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. Go! Anyway, um, not a lot of other details on the series. Uh, it's just in development, so there's, no, there's nobody attached to it outside of like Jeremy Renner. Um, the, other, the other series that are coming, we, we talked... We, uh, 
that they announced at the same time because uh, Disney also unveiled what they're going to be doing with Disney Plus in the unscripted side. So, like, documentary-style stuff. They're not <laughs> doing, like, uh, quote-unquote reality TV shows as much. Um, they yeah. do have some cool, like, some, like, fun, like, cook. They are there and add some, like, cooking shows and stuff like that. Be Our Chef has nothing to do with Marvel, but, like, that one made me giggle. Um, <laughs> it's it's a cooking show called Be Our Chef on Disney. It's cute. Um, but there's two Marvel projects in the works. The the big one uh, it is going to is called Marvel's Six Sixteen, and this is going to be uh, an anthological an anthological documentary series exploring the intersection between Marvel's rich legacy of stories, characters, and creators, and the world outside your window. Um, and so it looks like it's going to be sort of just a, a talking docu series where they're going to have interviews with the writers that they that obviously Disney has all access to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to tell the backstory on Marvel. Like this is a very inside story, so you're not going to get the the untold story of Marvel version, which is a book I highly recommend if you like old Marvel comics and want to hear about how they was all put together. You're not going to get the, like the underside of it, but you are going to get some really cool stuff. Uh, about like the history of Marvel and the characters and all that stuff in this in this series, um, and they're going to look into like how it affected culture and history because it, Marvel has had a huge impact on things, mm-hmm. and that's going to be really cool. Uh, tons of producers attached to, it, including Joe Casada, who's probably the only name that you guys would necessarily recognize right away. Uh, so take a look out for that. The other one coming. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spit all this information out to you, and then I want to hear your guys' reactions, is Marvel's Hero Project, which is going to be a following around with, and this is, I'm just going to read the description, Marvel's Hero Project reveals the remarkable positive change several young heroes are making in their own communities. These inspiring kids have dedicated their lives to selfless acts of bravery and kindness, and now Marvel celebrates them as the true superheroes that they are. So it's, it sounds like it's a feel-good series that's, like, spotlighting some kids who are doing, like, real work in the charity. But it's going to be produced by Marvel, and it's part of Marvel's Hero Project. Are you excited for either of these shows, guys? Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, I feel like the first one is awesome just because you get to sort of find out more about it, especially for more casual fans, too. I think yeah. it'll be cool. They just want to know more about it. Uh, the second one I think is awesome. Just I'm not going to go on too much of a rant, um, but I get really tired of people who just spend a bunch of time yelling on Twitter but don't actually do anything. So I would like to see that spotlighted. I think that's going to be awesome. I think seeing people actually do things instead of just running their mouth. Yeah, I mean, in terms mm. of the Hero Project, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, you know, there have been shows like that before, but this one being produced by Marvel, it'd be interesting to see what their angle is mm-hmm. and, you know, how they incorporate it with, I mean, how they utilize the Marvel's, uh, the Marvel branding, because it, it could be Disney's Hero Project, you know? I mean, so uh, the fact that it's Marvel specific, uh, I'm, I'm more interested in finding out more about that. But uh, yeah, obviously the 616 is going to be, uh, you know, one of those things that I hope that it's uh, released binge style so I can, you know, go through like whatever 10, 12 episodes, you know, of. Of, of all these like things. Two days. Yeah, just all the stuff about <laughs> the history, all the stuff that I love to... It's like, just imagine going down, you know, like a like a Wikipedia about uh, just various uh, comic book storylines and, you know, what happened and all that. Uh, uh, you know, just being able to sit back and uh, see that. So that one, I think that it's such a, a wide open possibility for what that one, you know, some of the stories that they'll touch on. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, uh, I, I know that, like, 616, the, like the, the 616 show is one that I will 100% watch the marvel's hero project is like i'll probably check it out it's less something that i tend to like just like 
watch on like as a casual viewer right but uh, it is cool that they're like it's a cool thing that they're doing and a great Mm -hmm. way to draw attention to people who do good things Mm -hmm. very much the marvel brand um Real quick, also in TV time, uh, I know that you guys talked about it on Marvel TV Weekly. We sure did. But uh, just real quick, did you? How, how did you guys feel about the Cloak and Dagger premiere? I only was able to watch the first hour. Okay. So, well, that, that's yeah, that's half of it. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm going to try to be very pot. I'm not. I'm going to try really hard not to knock it. I feel mostly the same as I always have about the show. But I'm going to. I'm going to go into the positives. Um, I like the storyline that they're going where they're going with Mayhem. I think that that's going to be really cool. That's going to be an interesting story. I'm excited that uh, they have two, and they're not doing. We talked about this on Marvel TV Weekly. Right. That we'll they're keep, not doing. Let's keep spoilers to right. a I know it's oh, aired okay. in all but, territories. But, there's a, but there's a cool reveal at the end of the second yeah, hour. Yeah, so we'll that, just say that. I'll shut up. That Sorry. even watching the first, two, like I just didn't see coming. It's yeah. not something from the comic book. So, so it was, that at it least was is a, cool. It was a really cool surprise, mm-hmm. and I'm like, good. I I don't know. I think there's times where you might get annoyed when they. They don't stick to a, a comic book blueprint and then other times it's like oh this will be really interesting to see how they make this work because mm-hmm. this will be different and it'll be fun uh i obviously like the show more than zia does so uh i was excited about everything except the music in it which is always the case but uh <laughs> but i i think they're great and i like seeing them use their powers i like the fact that uh tyrone can do the little the little teleportation jumps now i do like that we're seeing more of that right off the bat yeah so it's less of them struggling with it and more yeah. of them learning to use it regularly. Well, the, yeah, the, I like the idea that the struggle is to not just use your powers all the time because right. you have them, which I think that a lot of us, if we had them, would be like, yeah, I'm going to just, oh, I'm God, gonna just teleport me? to the fridge and get ice cream so that I don't have to actually walk, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> or teleport inside of places after they're closed. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to keep watching this series. It's fun. I like the first hour. Like, I think it's doing cool stuff with the with the characters and, you know, everything that we've gotten so far. Um, I also hmm, uh, I realized, like, I missed a, a shield story and I'm embarrassed <gasps> about it. And I can't watch it. Zach. Um, Zach. But I want to talk about it. Mainly because, like, now that the pilot's out there, I don't want to, like, spoil my own fun of watching this show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but we will we will get into some more S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff as we get closer to the premiere. Um, I mean, it's fun to see these characters brought back. Like, uh, see a little bit of uh, action between May and Yo-Yo. Like, we're going to get fun action stuff again from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, I don't know how I missed this. I'm so embarrassed, you guys. I'm a bad shield agent. I can't believe it. You're gonna have to turn. I in never your thought badge. I would see this day come. No, I'll never turn in my badge. Uh, I know we only have a few minutes, but did we actually explain where we're coming live from today? That whole yeah, we did. Okay. Oh, we don't have a ton of time to talk about the Thanos butt story. Right, that's <laughs> kind of what I meant. Uh, like, which is like, part of the other reason is there's yeah. just a lot to talk about. There was a lot. <laughs> um, but. Uh, and you do mean but thank you yeah thank you yeah very, very nice. proud of that thank you uh nice. let's <laughs> no buts about it guys so the theory <laughs> the is theory. that like why couldn't ant-man just i'm just gonna real real quick because yeah. it's on time why couldn't ant-man just jump up thanos's butt turn himself into giant man and explode thanos from the inside out i mean look he he really could i feel like thanos would not see him coming if he's this big at the same time it'd be a really messy job it would be. Yeah. Really but, messy. 
but just think about the Scott stories Lang's you can tell. dirty enough to do it. Yeah, right. If, yeah, if anybody in the Marvel Universe could do it, uh, like yeah. Pym would never do it. Um, it's really it. interesting, like, uh, like Paul Rudd's even joked about it now, like on Jimmy Kimmel, and you had Neil deGrasse Tyson explain that, like, yeah, theoretically that could work. Yeah. <laughs> I love that um, they had to get his theory on it. Or I his think take there's, on it, there's a much better, like, less horrifying and also likely more effective way to do this, which is go into, as Thanos said, go for the head. Yeah. If you explode from, like, go into his ear canal and mess up his brain or explode his brain that way. But maybe he would see from his peripherals you coming in. Coming from behind, you get more of the element of surprise. Or, frankly, <laughs> here's the th- here's my thing with this theory is if you're going to use pim particles to kill someone, there's so many more effective ways. Literally... You could just shrink him yeah. with one of those discs and he would die because we've established in this universe that if you shrink somebody that's not in a containment suit, they die. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, Pym particles, I mean, maybe Thanos' biology is different and he would just be real small. Just yeah. a tiny mad Thanos yelling and snapping his <laughs> Which comments. I would also <laughs> love to see. But would tiny infinity stones be less effective than regular size? I say no. I think you'd, get, you'd have just as much power if the gauntlet were the size of like the, you know, the thimble for Monopoly. But I would say I would argue that the pim particles likely would not have any effect on the infinity stones. I that too. Oh. So would they would giant. just fall out of the glove and you just have five infinity stones on the ground and a tiny Thanos like <laughs> under them. <laughs> Hey guys, hey guys, turn it back, turn it back now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna be hilarious. That would be amazing. Um, I did see a comment just now. Does Thanos even have a butt? It's a great question. Uh, biologically, we're I'm gonna, gonna say yes, we're gonna he does. assume that he sits on something. Yeah, you would think, I mean, if he eats food, he would have to get rid of excrement somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I, I I enjoy the inventiveness of yes. this theory. I love that this is uh, happening. I do think there's just way more be- way more effective ways to use pim particles to defeat Thanos. Now that we have Scott running around, hopefully they'll try to use some of them. Um, but of course, you can't just stop him. You also need to get everybody back mm-hmm. uh, without just like killing him. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Thanos from there. Let's real quick go through some Doom's Question Corner questions. Uh, This one up first uh, uh, from Tyler Kelson, and this is the one I was teasing earlier to you. Uh, Tyler asks, um, uh, is there any one thing that you would consider a must to happen in this film? And Tyler actually has his own specific... Okay, um, yeah. Which is, you definitely want to hear Captain America say... Avengers Assemble, you know, which has to be, they have to yeah. save this. Having just rewatched Age of Ultron recently, when they when they like blue ball us with it, <laughs> Avengers <gasps> yeah. and the damn movie. Uh, so, what, do you guys have anything that you're like? I have to see this. Yes, Tyler. Yes, I do. I have to see all of them survive. Oh, uh, well, yeah, good luck with you're that. looking at this from like a, a, like a fan standpoint and what you want. I mean, I, I think from a storytelling standpoint, it's like I'm certain there's uh, going to be people who stay dead that uh, it'll be 
it'll be very upsetting. And I'm I'm looking at you, Steve Rogers. Uh, I, I, every indication is why why would he go on past this? Uh, so I don't need that because it's not because I want it, but I feel like. For what they're it. setting up, that uh, I feel like that's one thing that we have to see. But uh, I don't know. Zach, no, what do you think? No, he can go into retirement. There? He can just retire, and then we don't ever old, have to see him again. Old man Cap. Yes. Nah, I'm not interested. That's in House of M. He's old man Cap. I I really want to see. It's it's really just like character pairings that I really want to see. Like I want to get some of the most like absurd people in the same room. Yeah. Um, like I want to see Wasp like meet up i want to see like hank and tony meet oh, up yeah that'd be like cool. i don't think funny. they I, that's like too much that's for very minor but like i also want to see like uh the way that i want to see how like wasp might interact and fight alongside people like like i feel like natasha romanov especially this the, this version of her and hope him would get along super well yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, in in that vein, it's like the fact that none of us went into Infinity War thinking like, oh, I can't wait to see Thor and Rocket hang out together. But then afterwards, like, oh, that was so great. That's so like, there's some pairing that we don't even know that we're gonna be like, oh, that's so great that these two were together in this movie. So yeah, uh, and yeah. I guarantee you, it's gonna be whoever hangs out with Scott Lang because <laughs> Paul Rudd's just <laughs> yeah. like got too much charisma, and whoever you put him in a room with yeah. is gonna be having too just much off fun. the top of my head, Scott Lang and Nebula. Because oh my she doesn't god, have any personality. You know who it is. <gasps> Right there, and they're already. We know they're going to hang out. Scott and Thor yeah. are going to have like Chris Hemsworth and Paul Rudd are ah. comedy machines. I agree, and I can't wait to see like what nonsense they they probably improv just being in a room <laughs> together. The outtakes with those two. Oh my god, you could have Thor, Rocket, and Scott. Just the three of them, but dynamic three, threesome. Three, three Musketeers? Three is that yeah, what you want? there you go. Something like that? That sounds better. I was like, dynamic three-o? Three yeah, three three the three triumphant seven. trio? Yeah, there you yeah, go. That okay. sounds better. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I... There's so much we can talk about. Uh, anyway, uh, one other thing. Um, uh, Bad Wolf Bay, at Bad Wolf Bay 10, Jocelyn asks, should I not have my hopes up that the Winter Soldier will be in the Black Widow movie, even just a cameo? Hmm. I think there is... Uh, I would say don't get your hopes up because... Uh, although Widow says that she has like heard of him and like hints about, she never she establishes that she never really fully interacted with him. Like it's she considers him somewhat of a myth, uh, a myth that might exist, mm-hmm. but uh, to to have him there would be a little bit too confirming for the way that he and her interact in Winter Soldier. So I would say, uh, don't hold out too much hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, he's got his own Captain's America series to handle on Disney Plus. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, I will. We'll. We'll make. We'll push. We'll make sure that we talk about the Shield stuff that's coming out next week as we get closer and closer to that May tenth premiere. They did put out a bunch of character posters as well. But so stick around. We'll talk about that next episode and a bunch of other stuff. I'm sure as we get closer and closer to Endgame, guys. Next week we will be one week away. I'm not ready. I'm ready. I'm. Just, I'm. I'm. I need I'm it to be super tomorrow. ready. I was ready like eight. <laughs> the hell, guys. Eight, 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 eight. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on Marvel Movie News. Christian Blatt. 
Hi. Uh, Where can I, find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And you can find Zia and myself Sunday nights on our sister network, AfterBuzz TV, talking about Marvel TV Weekly. That is 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of uh, some of the things that we talked about in TV time here, including the uh, alluded to S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. But uh, we'll do a little bit uh, a little bit more of a deep dive on the character of Hawkeye that you, you might not know. So we'll talk about that as well. Zia? And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's spelled X-I-A underscore land. And, uh, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also be, here to, able to ch- be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, which is a cross-fandom shipping show where we break down, we have a writer's room, we break down the crossover specials between characters that are from way different universes. Uh, headline the one we just put out, was Mark uh, was Mark Zuckerberg from the Social Network and Lex Luthor from Whoa. Batman vs Superman? <laughs> it's Jesse Eisenberg Love Fest on Ships in the Night. Uh, it's wow. available on iTunes and uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, all those places. Uh, until next week, guys. This has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.